cultivation of mind is uh, around energy and around view. Uh, view is particular is the wisdom approach is the wisdom aspect. Uh, it's about recollection, uh, understanding karma, having a sense of. Uh, um, goal in mind and view develops as you as you learn more it's the learnt aspect on that level so it helps us to get a sense of perspective and know what to look out for so it, it moves into insight vipassana which is a particular kind of view and it's uh, a view that eventually replaces the self view or the permanence view which is we get ingrained in <coughs> a certain uh, fixity to that. <coughs> Energy is, you might say, the raw material of what uh, moves us, what runs through our systems. Like it's the, the kind of hard wiring. The two are connected. <coughs> So, uh, for example, when one's view is towards uh, having or finding or getting, there's a particular energy that comes up to support that. When your view is towards relinquishing or letting go, a particular energy contributes to that. It, you moderate your energy with view, right view. view actually definitely moves your energy around so example just something like the sense of uh, being in a refuge taking refuge and really you know getting the, the meaning of that sense of being in something supported uh, shelter um, you know being gathered up sense of trust kindness and so forth certainly it helps someone's energies to to settle so this is part of uh, view is also one level as you work in recollection when we let go of the view of views about future and getting somewhere so on it helps energies to to come back you know, look at it very almost like a neuro, neurological sense. <clears throat> so view supports and moderates energy. Energy um, is something that helps supports view. That is, it stops view from just being a theory. Actually, it's the the direct, pragmatic, um, you know, fulfilling of the view. So it's where you've applied the view, the attitude, and you get a sense of your system starts to settle into that and build up and gather 
or relax or firm up or brighten up within that particular um, meaning such as simplify or be still or soften or you know, so these are kind of nowhere to go nothing to, so these ways in which we we gradually um, suggest things and then our energies begin to to shift from being orbiting around wondering conceiving planning remembering calculating into just the simplicity and then the, the sense of that gathered up energy helps one to to fulfill the meaning of that and you get the results the sense of joy release relief it's important because uh, to get that these results otherwise one's views just become idea ideas and you run out of energy or it gets frustrated because you've got the right ideas but actually energy hasn't shifted around to fulfill any of them <coughs> what does it mean to uh, have kindness towards uh, myself as towards others what does it mean you know can you actually get a feeling of that where one doesn't feel nervous or tense <clears throat> it's not something you nagging and driving and grumbling about yourself When we consider energies, there are the three bases of energies, the body base, the heart base, and the um, intellect, <coughs> conceiving mind. And uh, the fulfillment is to have all, all three going in the same direction. So instead of having a brain you know, conceiving of kindness to all beings, but actually feeling body feeling quite nervous and tense, yeah, or huddled. The body actually feels a sense of benevolence. You know, then it, then you know, fulfilment of that. Uh, and of course, that when we uh, have such a an idea, that there is a heart response. We can come up with it. And, you know, there's no point in lavishing superlatives on the idea unless you get it happening in the, in the heart and the body. So we can we can try to crank it up, can't we? Either you know, really get to work, really make a determination, really get down to practicing, or boundless love for all beings. You just kind of add more and more into the brain level, the idea level, and maybe your heart just feels a bit tired and resentful, actually, of having to do all this stuff. You think, oh, stuff them all. You know, just want to relax. <laughs> Had enough. <laughs> in the heart 
And so then naturally one's uh, ideas tend to not bring around the unification of energy that's required. They can even cause a, a greater divorce to occur. And this can be the case in spiritual life where one is, has read a lot, has considered a lot, has thought a lot, has heard a lot, and we know, but actually it hasn't trickled, hasn't seeped down. My sense is perhaps the most important thing is to not have immense ideals so much of the first, first thing to practice is connecting the body, the heart, and the thought. And uh, my sense of this is that as one brings this around, and actually almost without any great wish or aspiration, one naturally feels a sense of kindness and compassion towards others. Because you feel, why not? You know, it's a healthy, natural. It seems to be it's a natural, healthy state. And what isn't? It's the absence of the fragmentation and the fear and the nervousness and the glumness, gloominess. So when those aren't there, then you know, quite naturally, the system does seem to to radiate that. You don't have to tell it to. Uh, you know. And quite also by itself the things settle and, and compose because they're fine where they are. When we feel fine where we are, then the mind doesn't run out, doesn't rush around, doesn't tighten up, doesn't sink down. And, and uh, so, you know, to say concentrate, 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 to make it happen. <laughs> you know, in fact, the more one kind of lays on these imperatives, Unless one's actually, you know, you're more likely to drive it the other way because eventually the heart just gets tired of this nagging and and, and stick waving. <coughs> As it's sim- Buddha simply says, when one uh, when one's body is refreshed, one's heart feels happy. The, um, the someone whose heart is happy easily, their mind easily concentrates like that. So there's a whole sequence, the sequence of the tamata, the uh, things being in accordance with nature and natural or or natural order that when one lives uh, with morality and and you dwell in that and you recollect it, you know, so you're connected to, to the goodness that you're doing, then quite naturally one's mind is free from remorse and regret because of that then quite naturally one can feel a sense of, of release of tension and tightness and uh, uh, defensiveness in the body because of that one's, one's heart feels happy because of that uh, one's mind easily concentrates so it's just a, but. The connecting has to happen, that's the bit, really. <clears throat> so often we can be keeping precepts and living, doing many good deeds, but we don't actually fully take it in. So it's, 
it's happening, but one hasn't actually take, distilled that and, and taken it in. And it's not, it's not an ideological thing. It's not an ideological conviction. Your body doesn't understand ideology. It doesn't, you know, it can't read. It can only feel, you know, almost like ner- the nerve endings don't get off on, on ideologies. But they can experience a sense of um, freedom from tension, freedom from the churning and, and hiding and denying and, uh, and having to hold things back, you know, having to kind of keep, keep the bad stuff back. Because, and they can, so then you, you get the sense of that, that re- relaxation, refreshment. And it but have to be, of course, you have to keep introducing it, you know, the meaning of, of virtue. Mm. I, mean, I, I mean no one any harm. I do no harm. It's simple. So, with, you know, you don't kind of fret about whether one's had an ivory needle case or, you know, whether these kind of little tiddly bits of, of vineyard, but... There's a sense of one is intending no harm to anybody or anything. That to me is very nice. Just to feel, you know, this 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 body which can quite quite a lot of damage. <laughs> it's not you know, you know is is uh, is mild. Is genuinely, you know, is is trained in that way. Uh, <coughs> one uh, lives straight. One lives truthfully. There's nothing to hide. One lives with generosity. And see how in in the. Uh, Buddhist cultivation, it was always you begin with generosity, you develop the sila, and then you come round to the meditation. Because it's that, you know, the, the, the meditation sits on top of this, this wellspring of um, resource, of good energy. You know, and what it feels like when one is, when is generosity, sort of uh, suffusive quality to that. <clears throat> happiness of heart it was telling me uh, they'd uh, just read 11 books on Advaita Vedanta and it's, it's just a guy who's reeling from having read 11, 11 books of Advaita Vedanta <laughs> You know, sort of completely uh, brain brain f- fatigue from reading eleven books of Advaita Vedanta, and I say, well, imagine if you'd given eleven dhanas to the sangha, how you'd feel right now? <laughs> you know, from a place of generosity. You know, which would be better for you? You look at it like that. 
so often it's this uh, such qualities simple not difficult idea at all and uh, harming meaning no harm not a difficult idea at all perhaps that's why we don't oh yeah got that one skip over it but actually to take something like this is recollection you take something like that and you just take it in take it in take it in how would it really what does it feel like mm-hmm. so quite naturally there's the <coughs> goes through the heart doesn't it you take the meaning distill it the idea and you distill it into a heart experience it's called a, a perception an impression felt meaning sanya and the felt meaning then has a bodily resonance to it if you're bright, if you're lifted just like when you see an old friend your heart lifts your body feels bright I think that for most of us, certainly for myself, the one of the, the paramount difficulties is the amount of abstract knowledge, information that I'm dealing with. So that actually, and, and quickly, you know, quick messages, abstract details, letters to people I never, don't even know. Um, messages coming off a screen from somebody I don't even know who's there, it's just black and white on a glowing screen or on a piece of paper and so you know the only you get the the impression mentally you get the idea but actually the the felt experience is one of of, um, no connection Generally, the experience, the felt impression is do something, uh, do something, kind of poke, <laughs> you know, respond, do, 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 or plan, worry, you know, or speculate, which is this or that, or could it be one of these or one of those? So the, the emotive effect can be quite uh, um, incon- unconducive. <coughs> So often, you know, in daily life, one tries to just distill some of these complexities down to um, simple meanings like uh, the requirement for patience or the requirement for compassion or the requirement to to let go, you know, to know this is something I can't deal with or isn't appropriate right now. So you use the, you use, you know, so you try to stay in touch with uh, something that, that is you get more direct feeling for if you're involved with it it's not just bouncing off your brain and then when we come to retreat time yeah then um, just being able to just introduce these simple recollections and see if we can make them um, move through the heart right down into the body
you know, the thinking or the articulating, that, that which immediately picks up a notion. Mm-hmm. Buddha, that's, that's a bit of that, you know, just to think the word Buddha bring something to mind, it's the one that picks the thing off the, out of the, you know, huge amount of variables, picks it up, and that's, that's, it takes, that's a particular application, it does that. This is the Vajji Sankara, Formate, formulates a particular concept. It's not a complex business, it's happening all the time. You don't have to be intellectual, it's the think the word Buddha, or to remember Buddha, or to remember Metta, or something like that. And you handle it, which is the um, part of Vajisankara, is this vichara quality, reflecting, distilling the meaning. So this is perhaps the bit that we often overlook. We, we get the grabbing the idea, but to really distill the meaning, take it in, is, is the Vichara, Vitaka picks things up, Vichara handles it, take the meaning, and then uh, you arrive at the Chittasankara, which is the perception or the felt meaning, and the mental feeling. Kaya Sankara is um, the formative energy that's, that uh, is generated through breathing in and out. It's the body energy. You don't breathe in and out, your body loses energy. You know, it's all formed around this particular principle. And it's true that uh, if one, one's heart uh, uh, is steady and composed, you, you quite naturally feel the breathing more readily, the swelling, because it's something in you relaxes, you feel comfortable, and you, something the energy seems to descend from abstract world possibles into the present, and you come into your body energy. It could be like that. So connecting these three. And when you sit still, for a, one is in a situation where people are sitting still. Quite naturally, one can get the impression it's about stillness, not moving. Um, and then, um, this is only part of it. Of course, even though we are sitting still, we are moving, breathing in and out, there's movement there. So you don't want to make too much or emphasis on stillness per se. As, as a beginning place, stillness is a kind of arrival that, that uh, 
can come around through particular sort of activity, subtle activity. So I guess for most of us that uh, it's going to be about what does it take to to get connected? What does it take to get into the to the body? What does it take to come out of the abstract? What does it take to get a sense of um, heartfulness in what we're doing? There's so, so, you know, it's a fair amount of of um, surveying and feeling things out and moving around internally. That's resonating a particular theme in the mind. Your heart picks it up. Or spending some time finding out where the body is, what body energy is about. It begins with breathing, but the whole body is a result of that. So whenever we're in the felt experience of embodiment, we're in the realm of the Kaya Sankara. You take some time <clears throat> just getting in touch uh, with the body in a simple way. And there's uh, this back, shoulders, so first of all the basic structure, skeletal structure, even visualizing it, bringing the idea to mind, imagining, visualizing how the body sits, the bones, skull and then is your body actually in line with that image, that idea you need to feel the the pressures and the the sensations that tell you about your body does it feel upright, does it feel balanced (coughs) check it out so you check out the, the sensations And then you, you know, you know what, what, how does the body sit? How does the body walk? How does the body stand? Establish the core from the top of the head right down into the, the spine, into the ground when you sit. Easy enough, surely. But then you may notice after 10 minutes, the sort of head is gone. Hmm. Or lower back has gone. Sort of sink. The chest has disappeared. It's not there. Shoulders are sort of twisted up. How did that happen? Hmm. So the idea is a simple one, but uh, you kind of keep pointing back and checking it out. That's that's the that's the work. You notice when it but when it does come into alignment, there is a particular quality of rightness and fitness and um, resourcefulness. You feel, yeah, I'm ready. Mm. Not struggling. Not kind of weighed down. Not dragging it around and you feel around the basic 
the basic structure, the upright structure, and then around the body. How do the arms feel? The biceps, the wrists, the fingers. And around the body, the chest, the abdomen, particularly the soft front of the body, face, throat, chest, abdomen, you just kind of sweep slowly up and down finding out, oh, the jaw's slightly tense, isn't it? Eyes are screwed up. How did that happen? It's funny, I get this feeling as if uh, the arms are kind of drawing across my chest, tightening up. How did that happen? We find the, the back hunches over. Head long goes forward. How did that happen? Nobody's doing it deliberately. Why is that happening? Hmm? How easy it is to, to, to just lose it. And you might very well begin to recognize it's almost the default is to lose it. To actually be fully in your body is, is perhaps a rare thing for us. Because, of course, that's, we've never been there very much. You know, we've been in the painful bits or the exciting bits <laughs> from time to time. But in just the, just the whole presence of it, never do that. Why? No point. Generally, you just dump it in a chair and think something. Just leave it lying around somewhere and go off to... In your one's brain or one's mind somewhere, and just leave this thing down there. So, so it's got so used to that that when you sit it down, it starts to go into its kind of <laughs> abandoned state. You got that kind of like the body's default becomes an orphanage, <laughs> just orphaned, just left there. That's why. That's why. It, that's why the head goes down and the you know things shut down because it's used to that. You know? Here we are, not doing anything, therefore shut down and think something. You know, it's nobody's doing it deliberately, it's the default mechanism. So you have to kind of work against that to get it connected. And with very much with the mind of, of goodwill. So it's just as if you're massaging something, steadying it out, smoothing it, combing it combing the cat, stroking the cat, and across up and down the body, down the arms, the fingers, handling a baby. And you find that if you do that the body tends to respond, starts to tingle open up. Bits relaxed that you didn't recognize were, were compacted in the first place. But um, I, I reckon that uh, most of the default mechanism of the body is a kind of contracted state. The arms shut in, head shuts down, belly collapses, everything kind of goes down into a, into a shell-like state or a fetal state. Because we're so often in, in an environment that doesn't actually offer 
uh, immediate bodily freedom, normally constrained or tight or compressed. We're just taking the time to feel out around the joints of the body where the arms enter the, the trunk. And can you actually open up spaces between each joint so the body sort of, yeah? Because it's in the tightening and the compression, which is that you, the energy gets lost. It's like if something is seized up, energy can't move through the body. Yeah. Energy, so the energy can't move, therefore it stagnates. Therefore we get the dullness. Yeah. Or, the, or the rigid states. Yeah. And then we get into that rigid state, it has a particular mood or feeling to it that we get rigid about it. Push through this, concentrate, shape up, straighten up, sit it out, work it out, get through, endure. But actually it's like, you, you know, not doing the right thing. And you, you end up using up what energy one has in struggling rather than using what energy one has in finding and opening up the treasure of body energy because it is a treasure and it's probably the it's the probably the uh, primary uh, resource of meditation as a, as a basic raw material obviously we have to have the right view and the right aims but this is your kind of your powerhouse is here and it's not but powerhouse may be a wrong idea because it's not really a driving, pushing thing so much as a, as um, an amplitude, sense of amplitude. <coughs> so I would suggest really, you know, surveying the whole body, then particularly around places which can contract, tighten up, which is all the joints, the jaw, the um, arm sockets. Um, even consider just kind of trying to lift, lengthen your waist, lifting, so that the spine is not contracted. Just the gent- as if you as if you're hanging upside down. Just bring that suggestion into mind. As if you're hanging upside down, you have plenty of space above your head. Without pushing, but just almost like a sense of, you know, what that idea would bring to mind. Just how how free. One's, one's body could be. I'd be, so I would, I would recommend getting that established before one takes a word like concentration too, too simply or too read too immediately. Concentration is not something you, you do it's, it's a result of the particular movements and activities that you bring around and it, the mind will naturally do that, will naturally compose and steady once you, as you do the work. But if we, it's not just a simple hold it, grip it, push it kind <coughs> of energy. It's, uh, it's much more intelligent than that. And uh, our first thing is to connect body, heart and uh, concept.
concept doesn't have to be uh, uh, even verbal. You could use an image, bring an image to mind. So it's not a verb, necessarily a verbal thing. It's the ability to arrive at a a small, defined, distinct con- concept. It can be, you know, as I say, an image. Just imaging your body, imagining it, visualizing it. Mm. So the important thing is not the words so much as the that particular energy that picks up, picks up, and gives a quick signal. Yeah, this is vitaka. Vichara is the perusing that, reflecting on it. The image of the whole of the body. Yeah. The image of the body being in a free space, or in a light space, or in a warm space. Yeah. So you, you, you then apply that and get the heartfulness from that. It can be sobering, it could be uplifting, relaxing, and then try to feel your body into that. So if your skin can feel through, the, through that the meaning of uh, refuge, of trust, the meaning of, of simplicity, nowhere to have to, nothing we have to push against or force. So it's, you, you kind of, it's a neurological learning process. <coughs> you can do it standing, it's a very good way to do this also, because then you, you perhaps it helps to take some of the um, stress from the back, lower back. You know, if the body has to f- work too hard, it, it, it tends to not and get stressed. You can stand and let let the feet carry, let the ground carry. Just let your weight go down into the ground, relaxing the knees, the buttocks, the shoulders, as if you as if you're just letting your weight descend into the into the soles of the feet. Just hang there. It's as if you're just like a, a puppet or something, just loosening everything and letting the feet carry you. <coughs> then you perhaps that perhaps that loosening, that lightening enables your your attention to move around your body more readily than if you're trying to part of you trying to hold it up. Yeah. Walking, the sense of just the the gentleness of flowing along, walking feeling the movements in the upper body, the legs, as you move, feeling the slight sense of how the skin receives the coolness or the space around you, just moving through that cool, empty space as if you're chesting your way through through water. So you come to the very tactile and um, kinesthetic experience of body. So it's not just a, 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 a sitting thing. <clears throat> and uh, so you can practice work around it. And when you sit, and you're finding you, you, you keep going out, you keep going out, keep going out, try to keep your eyes open in a receptive way rather than a pointing way, just keeping your eyes open and Letting a, foc- letting a focus establish itself on the, on the floor, on the wall, 
you know, you're not really looking at anything, you're just using the clarity of focus as a, as a reference, not the object, but the sense of clear definition. And then as you sit, just notice when it fuzzes. Notice when you, and then, oh. Notice when you drift off. All right, just have your eyes open, and as you're breathing in and out, and you're following your breathing, yeah, notice when you lose the breathing, yeah, how the, the focus softens or shifts. So you don't have to make the breathing completely unsupported by anything else. You can support it with the visual focus. So you're just hold, holding that sense of clarity and noticing, perhaps as I breathe out, there's a sort of fuzzing occurring, drifting occurring. Oh, didn't really recognize that. And I can recognize it because it's, it's reflected in the visual focus. Visual focus maybe goes vague. Or there's a tightening occurs and it reflected in the visual focus, a sense of tightening in the eyes. What occurs as one comes into balance in one aspect of the body occurs in the whole whole body. That's the way it works. And this works eventually for our benefit because see, we can, with the breathing, comfort and heal and bring gladness into the whole of the body through through the energy system. So if you use a visual thing, as I say, the aim is not particularly the object, but just focus, and when focus begins to drift or collapse, and then, oh, it occurs around this place in the breathing. Maybe it occurs around the ending of the breathing. That means there, a little more of the vitaka, the conceiving. Uh, what is this? What is this? What's happening? What does it feel like? Just that sense of knowing how to apply energy in particular ways, direct it.